0: then you've come to the right place. There are so many exciting opportunities in this dynamic sector, and I'm looking forward to pulling back the curtain and sharing them with you. There's always things in the details that could trip you up, but that's what the professionals are for. Welcome back to the Commercial Property Investor podcast, where we explore the ins and outs of commercial property investing. In today's episode, we're delving into an important topic from a passive investor's perspective, and that's the key influencing factors in the value of a lease. Understanding these elements is really essential for making informed investment decisions. And in this episode, I'm going to be talking from the perspective of buying properties with existing leases. I want to cover some of the key things I look for in a lease to determine its value, at least to me. There are lots of different elements. I'm just gonna try and keep this as simple as I can. Now, the quality of a lease can dramatically affect the value of a property, so much so that two identical buildings right next to each other could be considered to be of completely different values based purely on the leases in place, the pieces of paper. This is one of the big differences between judging the value of a residential property, where you're looking at lots of comparables, and commercial properties, where there are more levers that affect the value. Now, one of uh, two identical properties could have Starbucks on a 15-year lease with an annual price index linked upward only review. But the property next door, which might have a 10-year lease, with only 18 months to go, isn't, is actually in an identical property. And the rent could be the same for both, but the value someone is willing to place on the Starbucks property, which has 15 years to go, and is with a very strong tenant, is completely different to the one next door. So much so, that it could be worth twice as much, even though it's the same style of building. And interestingly, if a property has a non-negotiable 15-year lease in place with 12 years to run and the rent is only, say, half of the market rate, then it will be considerably devalued because actually it's not going to be producing as much income as it could to. I actually had this one property we purchased where the existing lease was under market rate, which actually devalued the appraisal, which works in our favour. There's lots of nuances in leases, and I can't cover them all here in this short episode. Plus, to be honest, I won't know all of them either. That's where the professionals come in. There's always things in the details that could trip you up, but that's what the professionals are for. My approach is get as far as I can with negotiations and my basic understanding, and then bring in the professionals. Always bring in the transaction professionals before you commit. So let's jump in. The actual amount of rent, that's gonna have a big influence on the property value, right? Whatever the income is, we'll have a multiple put against it by a valuer. So they might say, this property is earning 10,000 pounds a year in the local market, the multiple is around about 10, people are expecting a 10% return, therefore your property's gonna be worth 100,000 pounds. Simple maths. However, as I mentioned earlier, there are the factors that affect the rental income such as how long the income is gonna be around and what companies behind the actual payments. One of the primary factors that influences the value of a lease from an investor's point of view though is the rental income that it generates. There's no getting away from that. And passive investors look for leases with attractive rental rates that can give them a steady and predictable income stream. As you can expect, high rental rates generally push up the value of a lease, as they create increased cash flow and better returns for the investor. But investors also value the stability of the rental income. So longer term leases with reliable tenants offer a greater security and reduce the risk of vacancies or turnover of clients. Therefore, I guess that increases the overall value of the lease to certain investors because... If you're going to be getting vacant periods, you need to net that down to give you what your actual rental is going to be over a long, sustained period of time. And investors also consider the financial strength of the tenant. So we value in factors such as their creditworthiness, the track record of paying on time, etc., etc. Now you can see it's a bit more tricky to get an exact number, isn't it, when you're trying to value a commercial property? I briefly mentioned the length of time of the income and how long it's going to be around. That is really about the length of the lease and how long it's left to run. It plays an important part in determining the value of a tenanted property. And investors prefer longer-term leases, of course, as they provide that stability and that predictability of rental income, but they do need to have influences in there in the lease that will allow them to maybe ratchet up the rental over the years. Those longer-term Leases do risk do reduce the risk of having those vacancy periods of course, but not everybody's always going to stay around and keep in business. And on top of that, leases with the options for renewals can be really great because they might mean the value go up, but even though a well-advertised lease of 10 years might sound great, It's when you discover there's a break clause in there that's coming up in nine months time that actually has an effect on valuations. So those rental review clauses do impact the value of the lease. Let me ask you a question. Have you heard of SAS pensions? They're a fantastic tool for business owners to wrap a commercial property up in a tax free bubble. SAS can work particularly well with the CMO strategy to generate money both inside and outside of your pension. It goes without saying, I'm not a SaaS expert, but let me introduce you to someone that is. Bryn Walker has been advising on SaaS pensions for many years and has been a long-term supporter of the CPI network. SaaS and commercial property work incredibly well together, but there are many nuances, and Bryn will make sure you don't stray from the right path. Look in the show notes for the partner link and book up a SaaS discovery call with Bryn. If you've got a break clause that could work in either way for you, But if you've got a mechanism there to allow the rental to increase over time, protecting you against things like inflation, which is particularly important right now, and ensuring that the rental income keeps pace with market conditions, then there's going to be a value to that. And it's having a built-in rent review clause somewhere in the lease that's really going to protect them against any kind of economic factors that are going on, or at least give them an element of protection. Now, as I mentioned, a critical factor for investors is that quality or credit worthiness of the tenant. So a strong and reputable tenant with a solid track record and strong financial stability will give confidence to investors and they're going to maybe pay a little bit more for that property. And often they'll consider the tenant's reputation, their financial standing, industry profile, all these sorts of things when they're evaluating that lease. So it's interesting, isn't it? It's not a bricks and mortar thing, it's a tenant thing. And lease agreements with tenants that have established businesses and a history of successful operations do command higher lease values. The Starbucks story being the prime example. Other influencing factors, the condition and the location of the property. They're significant, they're going to influence the value of at least two Investors value well-maintained properties with good features and facilities so they don't have to constantly pay for those to be upgraded. And they tend to attract more quality tenants and justify higher rental rates should somebody leave. And the location of a property is pretty important, really, particularly if you're a passive investor because prime areas are gonna give you strong economic fundamentals, but it is gonna affect your overall yield, isn't it? Gotta get right balance. And the market conditions, which feeds into that yield a little bit, and the potential for growth. So is the property in an area with high demand, limited supply, hopefully? That's likely to have a higher lease value maybe potentially a lesser return, of course, but those investors might be considering more of a play around capital appreciation. So there's lots of other little factors there in those market conditions. And I guess infrastructure improvements, demographic trends, all these sorts of things will have an influence on market conditions. Another one that's becoming much more relevant now is environmental features of the property. They're becoming increasingly important and will give way to large discrepancies I reckon between older poorly performing stock that might have a good lease in place that might be giving you a reasonable return but it's performing poor in terms of its environmental credentials and if you compare that against a better performing property and EPCs are are not enough by the way but they're a useful start then I think those prices are going to pull apart even if the lease has a reasonable length of time on it. It's because when the lease comes to an end and it's a poorly performing building, the leaseholder, the owner, is gonna have to invest quite a lot of money and that needs to influence your thinking at the start. Now, a couple of extra little things. (laughs) Operating expenses. Who's responsible for them? That's important. Are they covered in a service charge? Are you gonna be on the hook for any of those? Dilapidation clauses. I've spoken about dilapidations before. It could make or break a deal because the dilapidations tied into an existing building could mean that actually there's a really good um, fund there going to be coming your direction to allow you to refurbish and redevelop a building. Equally, the dilapidations could be um, a target of the existing owner and they may say that that's not part of the deal. And then you need to understand the full story with capital allowances too because that's going to have an impact on your um, ability to maybe offset some of the tax against the capital allowances that may or may not have been claimed by the previous owner. Now, don't forget the big overriding factor in all of this is the expected market yields for that type of property in that geographical location. And that comes from comparables, if you can find them. So whatever you've worked out on the rental and whatever you think of the quality of the tenant and everything else, it's affected overall by what multiple the market is currently placing on that type of asset. And that's really important to get. And that's really where the agents come in because they should be able to tell you what the general multiples are in that market. So let's just summarise the influencing factors of the lease, right? So first of all, the income, obviously, but also secondly, the length, the lease has got to run and therefore the stability of the income. Thirdly, the tenant or the company size, the perceived tenant risk. Then fourth is the type of lease in place. Is it full repairing and insuring? Is it an internal repairing and insuring? Is it a one page or a comprehensive 100 page document that includes things like dilapidations? Then we go on to property condition and location. The property condition involving environmental performance local market conditions, and ultimately, the expected market yield for that class of use. But as always, I treat that with a pinch of salt, because I'm almost always an active investor. So it's an important endpoint to market yield, but it has less bearing for a starter point. And understanding the key influencing factors in the value of a lease is really important for passive investors who want to maximize the profitability of their commercial property investments but for active investors not always so they want to invest in low price stock and improve its value through renovations and lease work so either way whichever way you're coming from this stuff's important so thank you for joining us on this episode if you found this information valuable please leave a review and share the episode with other investors remember to click the tab to follow the podcast to make sure you don't miss out on more insights and strategies to push forward in this murky world of commercial property investing.